0: It's been a long weekend. I'm gonna be huffing and puffing on this TED talk.
1: (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome B Tech Smith and Steve. B Tech Smith and Steve. You are now entering the Mega Car. the Mega Car.
2: Cast. Woo! Here we are once again. The Ted Smith. What's up, my brother? What up, Steve? I'm doing great. Actually, I'm not doing great. We're doing better. Yeah. I'm, I'm in waves right now. I feel good because I'm here hanging out with my buddy Ted. But uh, man, today is just. I don't know. I just feel like somebody just dumped me, and I can't get over the the breakup.
0: Yeah. I think what you meant to say is you're happy to be here. Yeah. Doing the Mega Cast. But yeah, to say you're great overall is a tough call. I could tell you right now. Steve, I'm a mess.
2: You know, I, I alright, it's gonna happen. We're gonna talk a lot about it. Uh let's first get things going as we usually <laughs> all right. do. I we have a whole idea of what we're going to do, but I have a feeling that the Seahawks is gonna come up a lot, so hopefully uh you'll be able to commiserate with us in our misery. Uh but first let's read uh you know, we gotta do our our, our get ten, our push ups. I'm all thrown off, Ted. Already. Sorry, sorry, man. No, no, it's not your fault. It's a damn Ah Super <laughs> Bowl forty nine it's a tough one. It's the worst one.
0: Yeah. And, and, and you know, and, and I have thoughts on it as, as somebody that lives in Seattle and enjoyed it. Steve was there. Yes. It you were
2: there. The greatest experience of my lifetime. That it was like, I don't even know what to compare it to, man. It was like getting to have sex with uh, Katy Perry, right? And then finding out right after you had sex with Katy Perry that she had syphilis. Oh. It was like the high of highs, and then you're just like, oh, you just punched me in the stomach, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good call. Well, you had one of the most horrible comparisons. You know what? I don't want to say it. Right. I talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. I didn't name drop you. That's fine. But I said when I first talked to you about it, you said it was like somebody gave you a puppy then sold it in half. Yes. And I was like, God damn, Steve, that is harsh. Alright, I've gotten a little less angry about this game. You said, Somebody gave him a puppy and salted it. Now in Steve's defense, he was talking about being in the stadium as opposed to just watching it, but I, I that comparison I just thought was brutal. And that was Yesterday.
2: Today, it's a little bit better. Yeah. I just got syphilis this time.
0: Just syphilis from Katy Perry.
2: No dead puppies.
0: All right. <laughs> For the record, syphilis or not, I'm still in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. I still go to the Super Bowl. It was still one of the greatest games I've ever been to. It just didn't end the way I wanted it to end. Yeah. you can't You can't deny that it was a great game. It
0: was just a crappy ending. A syphilis thing's really making sense to me now. I'm still thinking about having sex with Katy Perry.
2: <laughs> hey, we got. To, let, let's start things off by doing our push-ups. It's a chance right. for everybody to get their blood going. It's the best way to do this. Mega Cast. That way, when you're listening to it, your energy's there. You're paying attention to us. It gets your heart moving and it gets your brain functioning. That's right, Ted. Woo! And this one comes from <laughs> Craig. He tweets us at the Mega Cast. You can what up, also. Craig. What up, Craig? Uh, he says, "Hey guys, tough loss for the Hawks." One last time, please give us 12 and let's do it to Rick Ross's Hold Us
0: Back. All right, shout out to Pears. Who's Pears? <laughs> Rick Ross has recently lost some weight and I saw a quick like like vine video of him and he's sitting on a table and I guess somebody asked him, he's like, you know, like eating better foods and whatnot. So I guess like shout out to Pears. No. <laughs> I had a pear today. Did you really? Yeah. Man, I like apples, but I don't really get down with pears too often. Yeah,
2: Sid's been into this pear kick, so I mean, I eat whatever she has in the refrigerator and she chopped up some pears for us and it was awesome. Is it a winter fruit? I would imagine so. All right, let's do this. <laughs> I believe this is a song that the Seahawks play when uh, when the defense comes out, so uh, let's have some fun with this one. Rick Ross, hold us back. Let's get 12 one last time for all the 12s out there. Ted, are you ready?
1: Let's do
3: Untouchable it. Empire, WMG. All, right. All right, everybody, get down it's and give us 12. Jimmy? Yeah. I swerve in my Porsche. I cruising my Chevy. Up the deep is my voice. My Cuban Link 7. I just bought out the pop. Got these so thirst Entertainment for women, my drive for a burst I'm hustling global, I stunt like a champ All these Boy Scout soldiers, you and your camp These haters can't hold me back, these haters can't hold me back <featured> <laughs> 지금은- homeless- homeless- Those- idols- the hey, haters <inaudible> the生- can't hold me shaft. back. The haters can't hold me back. The haters can't hold me back. He haters can't hold me back. He haters can't hold me back. These haters can't hold me back. He haters can't hold me back. He haters. can't hold me back. He hater can't I felt mean, really, yeah. good.
0: Pretty that's pretty much Rick Ross's MO. It just gets you fired up. He yeah. yeah. just got that heavy bass and he just keeps yeah. chanting. Yes. Hey man, he's hustling. These haters ain't holding him back. No, not at all. And it sounds so poignant. Like, he's looking at him right there. These haters ain't holding me back. Absolutely. <laughs> Lots of haters out there hating oh, on the Seahawks. All the time, Steve. All the time.
2: I just saw the people giving them a bunch of crap uh, about the ending of the game, acting like as if they got blown out. And it's like, you can give them crap because it was a crappy ending, but at the end of the day, either team could have won in the last 20 seconds. 100%. All right, let's do the TED
1: Talks. <laughs> TED Talks. Starring D. Tech Steve,
0: today the word is mistakes. Now, number one, I've done some coaching in my life. One of my favorite comments, of course, is uh, they're only mistakes if you don't learn from them. Now, obviously, I could sit here and go down the path of the Seahawks, put a pin in that. We know what happened. But the main important thing is that mistakes, whether it's you know something minor or a major mistake in your life, like you, you just got to learn from it, mm-hmm. and you'll do better. Plus, a lot of times, any of these missteps or something that happens... There's probably a lot of good that went into it leading up to it. So don't just harp on this one bad thing or one bad choice. You know, learn it or use it as a learning tool. Move forward and be a better person. I like that one. Yeah, man. It falls right in line. I mean, what was it? Uh, Russell
2: Wilson put that, uh, put it out on Twitter. I, I'm, not, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said in my 26 years, I'm not going to let this one moment define who I am. I'm going to use it as motivation. Yeah. And I think that's all you can do. I, I'll be honest with you. When it comes to the Seahawks, I... Next season's going to be a fun one. I feel like that team is going to come out with a... I mean, they already had a chip on their shoulder, and I felt like this season, it was almost... At times, it kind of felt like they were fabricating this chip on their shoulder because, you know, they are on top of the world, so they're trying to find any kind of motivation to have a chip on their shoulder. This time, you've got that moment, and everything that's happened since then becoming the, the punchline to so many jokes, the punchline to so many memes. How do you not have a chip on your shoulder going into the next season?
0: Yeah. And you know just it was just a crazy playoff run.
2: Yeah, you think about the the Green Bay game. I mean, you just think about everything from the beginning of the season to then how they just kind of turned it up right towards the end and then they shouldn't have been in the finals uh, or in the the Super Bowl based on how they played against the Green Bay Packers. And next thing you know, it's all the way down to the Wire, man. Up all the way down to the Wire. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think you could go on and on about it. I I I Today, I spent. Uh, <laughs> this is all.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, I got to tell people, me and Steve also, after work, you know, with the men's room, I got to tidy up a couple things and whatever. Yeah. So, me and Steve have been communicating off and on for the last 20, 25 minutes. And we kept saying, Yeah, we won't get right into Seahawks stuff, but it right. just seemed inevitable we were going to have this conversation.
2: Right. We'll try and keep it an upbeat. We don't want to bring people down. I know everybody, but I spent a good 30 minutes in the shower today before I left to come down to do the mega cast. And I'm. And my wife's like, why'd you take such a long shower? And I said, I relived the final 20 seconds in my head and how I, if I could just go back in time and change the, the, the plan of attack, what would have happened? And I'm like, I would have this, I would have done that. And I'm like, man, like this is consuming every ounce of my energy and every ounce of my thought. And it's, it's, a, it's a game. I understand that. But man, such, I, you know what I, I learned from all this? I'm all over the place. Plus, in the shower, you couldn't tell that your tears were falling. That's a very good point. She couldn't see it. Only I can. (laughs) No, I'm in the shower. No, this is water, man. My eyes are red because I got soap in my eyes.
0: Steve, Uh, they're not tears. It's just a simple purge.
2: Well, I'll be honest with you, dude. Like when with the last 20 seconds of that game, I felt like tears welling up. Uh, and, uh, and in like, you know, and happiness. And I've never experienced something, and that's why I jokingly said, oh, I got a puppy, and then I got chopped in the half, or I had sex with... Because I, I've never experienced being at such a high where I was about to have tears of joy, and then within one play, within seconds, it switched from being tears of joy to being just tears of disappointment. Like, it was such a weird feeling. I mean, I never a full tear never came down my eyes, but they were welling up. Like, the emotion of of being so happy was coming. And then it just ended. And I'm like, this is not, this can't be over. And I looked at everybody around me, and we're all just like, that's not it. It
0: can't be over. It can't. It just, th- that's not how you end this game. And it was, yeah, that's how you end the game. Yeah, it was the same thing for me, man. I had, like, a whole plan during that day. Yep. Everything had been executed to the point. Mm -hmm. I was a Zen master in my buddy's house. He keeps freaking out in the third quarter. I said, relax, man. It's all part of the plan. Yep. Nothing to freak out about. I go home, fourth quarter, sitting there. I mean, I could hear people downtown going crazy. And and when, uh, what's his name, Uh, Curse makes that catch, that is the loudest I've ever cheered for a Seahawks play in my life. And I'm in my living room by myself screaming, right? I can hear everybody else screaming. There's already fireworks going off downtown. Yeah. So I'm just, you know, I'm just planning which bar I'm going to go to. What am I going to do for the celebration? Am right. I going to go down to Pioneer Square? Yeah. And then that interception happens. <laughs> just the same thing. I just sat there and was like, that can't be real. And then, the, like, the refs were getting together. And yep. it's like, like, in my head, obviously that's a celebration penalty. But in my head, even then, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, no, 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 They're going to, the refs are going to roll something. Somebody was offside, something.
2: Yeah, there was a holding or there was there was something going yeah, on. defensive
0: hold. Something happened, right? This is not how the game should end. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was, and that catch would have been the talk of the year had it not ended up the way that it ended up. If the Seahawks won the winning the Super Bowl, we'd be talking about that Jermaine Curse catch probably forever.
0: Right. He'd be right up there with David Tyee. Yeah. I mean, it was just,
2: it was right along the same lines. And it was like, it was perfect that it was against the Patriots. It was going to be the same way they were going to lose again. Ah. And then that and and the crazy part with that the, the the curse catch is that happened on the other end of the field like where we were sitting we were in the corner of the other end zone and so we couldn't see what was happening I just assumed that was a incomplete pass everyone around us did and then you started hearing like this wave of cheers like it started at that end zone because they could see it we all just kind of dismissed it and then the cheers kept growing it was almost like a wave and it came towards us and then we're like. Why are we all cheering? Like so, we didn't get to ex- like lose our minds at, at, um, from the get go, and then they show it on the big screen. And I'm like, what the hell? And that's when I thought we're winning this game. There's no way in hell we're not winning this game.
0: Yeah. So you've watched sports with me before. Yes. I don't think it's a bad habit, but I, you know, the only people that ever bitch are girlfriends. But I tend to be kind of quiet, and then in certain bursts, we'll be very loud. Yeah. Right, so when that play happens, I'm on my couch, same kind of thing. Like, I notice it first, and it's like, that's a catch. Like, that's an effing catch, right? Mm -hmm. And then I can hear it echoing through, like, the building in the little courtyard. Then you hear people cheering. Yeah. So I'm with you. Like, again, it's like, this game is a wrap. Yeah. Perfectly finishes out. Like, it's going to happen. And then Lynch gets the ball, and it looked like he was just going to go right
2: in. Gets tripped up right towards the, what, the, the, I mean, with two feet, they said, I mean, it was even less than two feet they had to get to the end zone, and then we all know how the rest of it goes.
0: All right, uh, so you were there. Yeah. As long as we're talking about it, I got to know, like, what, what is the, like, I want to know about the pregame leading up to it uh, during yeah. the game, and then that deflating moment, of course.
2: Yeah, okay, so the pregame, we decide, okay, right around noon, let's get down there. The game starts at 4.30 in, uh, 3.30 here, but 30 over in Arizona. All right. So we're like, okay, let's get in the car. Let's head on down there. We get in the car. Surprisingly, traffic wasn't all that bad until you get off the exit where there's a few exits that could get you into the stadium. So, all right, here's our exit. We're, we already paid for parking. Like, I had everything paid for before I even had the tickets. I guess we could even start with that. I mean, Right, you went down there. Yeah. You didn't even have tickets. <laughs> That's right. Why don't we get into that, first of all? So, I, yeah, I go down. I thought I had tickets that were a lock on Thursday. Right. And we were leaving on Friday. you know. And up until then, I had no idea. I had all these different ticket brokers that were offering me, "Okay, oh, you could do it for this, you could do it for that. I'm like, jeez, man, I can't afford that. Somehow I come across somebody who says, I could get you it for this. I'm like, awesome. And then it kind of falls apart. I'm like, son of a bitch. Because they wanted more money. Because they realized, oh, there's there's a market for people wanting to buy these tickets. Yeah. Because up until this year, every year on the Super Bowl, the tickets go down in price the week leading up because... The brokers are trying to get rid of their tickets. Well, this year just so happens they're going up, and I think it was
0: weird. As the first week, I read they all went down. They went down for a minute.
2: Yeah, like for and like then two days. Back up. Yeah, they went down for two days, and I'm like, okay, well, tomorrow if they're still and if they go down just a little bit more, because I on one day they were like X amount of dollars, and next day they dropped a thousand bucks, and I'm like, Well, oh, Tomorrow they're going to be down at least another five hundred, and then it's in our budget.
0: That's what I would have done.
2: And then it pfft, skyrocketed. And a lot of people speculate because of uh, there was a big golf tournament there, the the Waste Management Open, that a lot of these people with deep pockets- Oh, the Phoenix
0: Open. Yeah. Or now, right now it's the Waste Management Open.
2: Right. So a lot of people with deep pockets are probably like, hey, we're in town. Let's go to the Super Bowl. So I'll pay whatever it is. And that brings the market up. Then word got out that all these ticket brokers were promising people tickets because they figured they would have the tickets, not realizing that there were a lot of corporate entities that were going to keep the tickets- So they never got as many tickets as they planned, so they had to refund people who bought tickets for like just a couple couple thousand dollars a ticket because they didn't have the the supply. So next thing you know, now there's even a bigger demand because all these people that thought they were going to have tickets now don't. Now they got to get tickets because they're going down just like me. Prices go up again. Leading up to the day before, they were like 10 grand a ticket for the cheapest ones in the 400 level. So long story short... I encounter a person who knows a former player. That former player says, hey, I can get you tickets. He's charging me less for a pair than it is for one ticket. He's just like, I just want to make enough money so I can go to bed at night knowing that I got a good deal. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Uh, and I'll wrap it up real quick. And then so I meet up with him. I get the tickets the day before. Like at like 4 <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon. The, like, so basically 24 hours before the game is when we lock in tickets. It's the most amazing feeling of my life to hold those tickets This is in my hand.
0: Saturday of the
2: Super Bowl. Right, right. So, I mean, all day Friday we're there. All day Saturday we're there. Not knowing for sure we're going to the game. I'm running into listeners left and right. People are like, oh, Steve, no, you're here. Yeah, it was awesome. It was so much fun because, I mean, we're in Phoenix, but you felt like you were in Seattle. Everyone's rocking Seahawks gear. And I don't know how to explain this, but everybody that might not be the coolest person in the world in Seattle to you, is the coolest person in the world to you in Phoenix because they're we're all like oh my god this is so awesome that us Seattleites are all here so everyone's being extra nice to each other because it's like sure. it's this level of like oh you're in you're in we're all together you know so let's show each other the trip. Off. yeah it's like it was like when uh, we went to that Maryland bowl game and I saw those people from from uh, back east absolutely it, the the vibe and the energy was unlike anything I've ever experienced that's why I said this is the, still the greatest trip regardless of the outcome so yeah we wound up locking in the tickets and. uh We'll take a quick break. Yeah, I was going to say, don't get into the game day experience. Right, right okay. Because I want to tell you a little bit about mine, too. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. So we're going to get now into... Now we're going to get into the Seahawks game. We're yeah. going to keep it on the up and up. We're not going to try to depress anybody, but when the Megacast returns, it's all about the Seahawks.
1: They are my heroes, The tech Smith and Steve. The Megacast will be back. We
4: If anyone knows bad breath, it's Siri. You breathe commands to her every day. Find Indian food. Why? So your breath can smell more like curry. Now Siri saves the day with an app that's literally a breath of fresh air. Introducing the Stankalizer 3000. Simply exhale into your smartphone and Siri will let you know if your breath is fresh. If I could, I would give you an open mouth kiss. Or not so fresh. The Stankalyzer 3000 is engaged. Now, kindly remove the phone from your butt. Minty. It's like a breeze off a peppermint forest. Or not so minty. Your breath and the Milky Way have something in common. Uranus. And the Stankalyzer 3000 is Tinder compatible, so you can find out how his breath is before you swipe right. He has a cat, and I believe he has been snacking at its litter box. Don't be caught with bad breath again. Your breath is so nasty, I don't know if I to give you a tic-tac or toilet paper. Download the Stankalizer 3000 today. Available on iTunes, Google Play, and at your local Indian restaurant.
1: Way up, I Look, feel blessed. I place. ain't gonna say
0: that we back or nothing, cause that implies that we're back from something. If we're back from something, it's some checks you owe us. I expect that payment, nothing less or over. I don't need them favors that you asked me for. I could give two f*** about where the Grammys go. I just gave out Grammys on my Instagram. the OVO boys, the business, man. It is what it is. Trust me, you get what you give. Yeah. yeah. You got to come to my side and see how we live. Yeah. yeah. I cannot see heaven being much better than this. Yeah.
3: I'm here for a good time, not a
1: long time, you know. I I haven't had a good time in a long time, you know. I Feel blessed. I'm way up I feel blessed. The mega cast is back. Way up I feel blessed. Feel
2: blessed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man! Well, welcome back to the MegaCast, Ted Smith over there. <laughs> How you doing, man?
0: <laughs> I'm good. But This is the part of the story I've been dying to hear. Okay, so, so what we lost well, just all right. So just yeah. to recap, it's 24 hours beforehand, right? You you you've gotten the tickets. Yep. It's all secure. Yeah. All right. So morning of, I will just tell you, morning of in Seattle, I go to a grocery store. It's quiet. It's not as uh, hustle and bustle as it was last year. Yeah. It's quiet, but people are excited. I saw a yeah. guy in the aisle at Safeway who had a a bag of Dicks uh, hamburgers, and he was in the chip aisle. And I was like, "This is Super Bowl Sunday." Yes. Ran into a a couple uh, that were there together, a, a same sex couple, and the one and the I don't, the one guy starts going, "Let's get the cranberry with less sugar," and his husband just kind of goes like, "It's Super Bowl Sunday. What do you care?" And I go, "You know, he's right." And then we just sat there making fun of his husband in the aisle for a couple of minutes. Like, yeah, we're in the candy aisle. Who gives a crap about the cranberry juice? There's
2: certain days, I think, that you just got to throw all caution to the wind when it comes to whatever diet that you're on. I mean, Christmas, yeah. of course, Christmas Eve, Thanksgiving, and Super Bowl Sunday. Super
0: Bowl Sunday has to be in there.
2: I would I would say. I mean, there's a few other dates, of course, I mean, that you could throw into. And I, but, I mean, I would feel that Super Bowl Sunday is right up there with Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, and like... July Fourth is a great holiday. You might eat a couple more burgers or hot dogs than you normally do, but it's not—it's not like where people are sitting around making crazy food and, right. and hunkering down. Yeah, for, yeah, you're more active. You're
2: doing stuff as opposed to the Super Bowl. You're really—it's all about watching TV, watching the commercials, and eating food.
0: Right. Yeah. All right. So I will say, so I go uh, to—I went up to Thrill's house for a little bit uh, pregame. Uh huh. a lot of people from your show are there. Saw mm-hmm. the rev. The mood is pumped. Oh people yeah. People are optim- beyond optimistic. They're ready to rock. House is scene in Glendale.
2: Dude, it's awesome. It was. It was we, we leave the hotel. We swing by Whole Foods to eat. And I was like, let's just keep nice. this. Yeah, dude. And then that place is like, dude, there's some Hawks fans. It turns out that our cashier was a 49ers fan. So at first when we walk up, he goes, oh, I'm sorry, this lane's closed. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, hey, man, good luck to you guys. That's awesome. That's it's been fair. a great run. So it was a lot of fun. We wound up eating sushi at Whole Foods. So right. I was like this, is like, this is a Seattle theme. We got to keep the Seattle theme going. So after we eat the sushi, because I'm like, seafood, Seattle, you know, what's up? We get some Starbucks now, we got our Starbucks, we're driving down the freeway on I-10, what comes on the radio? Macklemore. I'm like, oh, it's a sign.
0: Can't it's- hold us or thrift
2: shop? Thrift shop. Alright. Which usually I would hit, I would change the station, but that time I turned it up and I even bumped up the bass a little Probably bit. Probably never sounded so good. Sounded amazing! I was so <laughs> jacked. You see, as you're driving, there are tons of cars with the Seahawk flags in their windows. I mean, I'm telling you, dude, it felt like we were at CenturyLink Field, the Arizona edition. All right. That's how it looked and sounded on TV. We park. We start walking towards the stadium. Everybody's in Seahawk year. There's bare, if anything, you saw Seahawk fans, then Cardinal fans, and then Patriot fans. How are the Pats fans leading up to this? They were pretty overwhelmed, I think, by the Seahawk fans. All like, right. Because everywhere you're going, everyone's doing the Seahawks thing, you know, and to the point where you're like, okay, I don't know if I have it in me anymore, man. Even on the plane going in there, as it's landing, a giant chant for the Seahawks. Like the whole plane were Seahawks fans. It was ridiculous. So we get there. People are chanting. The vibe at the University of Phoenix Stadium is unreal. They set up all these. Uh, it was like a giant like, uh, food truck. Convention. All these different nice. food trucks were out there. All these different. They had like a giant cornhole game. They had a giant. Well, I heard there was an air cannon to shoot for the cornhole. I didn't see it. All right. So at the time, I didn't see that. Uh, they had to, though. I wanted to do this, but I was like, I'm already sweating because it was hot there. We weren't. We weren't wearing any long sleeves or anything along those lines. It was warm. They had this. You dress, it is the desert, Steve. That is very true. But up until then, the days leading up were kind of wet and like kind of chilly. Yeah, so, I, I heard. I was it saying. was so weird. So there was this, this little setup where you could dress up like a giant uh, a Tostito or something like that. Like, like the, a chip? The, like a chip. That's and, awesome. And you could bounce on this like inflated like bouncy thing and then bounce into the wall where your, your chip suit is like the soft stuff of Velcro
0: and then the wall is the, the sticky stuff and you could stick on the wall. That's awesome. I yeah. thought you were going to say you could bounce and jump into a giant bowl of salsa. That would be Like awesome. styrofoam salsa? Yeah, I would hope it's not liquid salsa. No. Like, you know, like the like uh, Fantasy Factory, they have like those ball pits? Yeah, yeah. With, like the foam in yeah. it? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, oh man, awesome. look at that chip, he's going to jump into the salsa. <laughs>
2: they had bands playing, uh, everything about it was cool. The vibe there was great, mostly Seahawk fans, ran into Mama Blue there. I put up a video that's up there on YouTube, you can find it's on the, the blog, also at ksw.com. Celebrities? Uh, well... Yes, for a half a second, I saw David Beckham.
0: Oh, ne- sorry, I almost cussed. You saw Becks?
2: That was awesome. Cause, okay, uh, picture this. We're in line trying to get food. It's like right around 3.30, 4 o'clock before the game. I'm like, let's get our food first. That way we don't have to get up until halftime. All right. So we're waiting in line. This line's taking forever. We're now one person is in front of us before we could order our food. All of a sudden, all the lines are spreading open. There's security coming, and it's like they're spreading it like the Red Sea, like as they keep coming. I didn't realize that's how they've been escorting celebrities around the stadium to avoid the cluster F of all the people that are walking around bumping into each other. Here's a much more, um, I guess, uh, just tame environment because everyone's just waiting in line. So they're breaking open the line to usher celebrities to wherever they need to go. So as all they're right, ushering I it- all these women are like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I look at my wife. I'm like, Sid, who the hell is this? She's like, it's David Beckham. I'm like, David Beckham? Whoa. So as he's getting closer and closer, I'm like, it's just this. I mean, he's relatively short, not a big guy. And he's skinny. And I, honestly. Hey, he's a soccer player. Honestly, dude, if if he didn't have security with him, I would have just thought it's some dude with a bunch of tattoos. Yeah, you like, probably thought he
0: was in a band. Yeah. I honestly thought at first, I'm like, is that the dude from Fallout Boy or something? Like, I didn't understand who this guy David was. David Beckham's been playing soccer for centuries. Oh, uh, my best <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Thank you. (laughs) Even the band apologized for the overuse of that song. I just read an
3: article
2: about that. They're like, we're sorry. We aren't even sick of the song. It's not their fault. I love college football, but the bowl season, they hammered that song. They abused that song. And it's a great... It is. I'll get back to loving, though. Just need a little time. So, Beckham comes close, and I froze, dude. And he makes eye contact with me. It was so weird, right? And he's smiling at everybody. He seems like a real
0: nice guy. At least, you know, from the smile that he had. He gets a bad rep because he's... A good-looking dude married right. to one of like most popular women in the world, right? And, the, and her name is Posh. But he's a hardworking dude that just was a great footballer.
2: Yeah, and and everybody he's smiling at everybody. Girls are swooning. Oh yeah, everybody's being cool. And I'm not even kidding you, dude. I had it's such a weird experience. But he got to the point where we we're like face to face, and I didn't know what to do. So I winked at him.
3: <laughs> oh, come on. I'm not kidding, dude. You winked at David
2: Beckham? Like this. I went, like that. And I didn't even the sound. I, like that. What's Beck's do? He just looked at me like as if I had like two heads. Like, like he's like,
0: it went from smiling to
2: like, uh...
0: How long was the eye contact? Was it like quick, like he just it felt just like it. made eye contact, or was it like as he's walking through, he's oddly locked eyes? You smile, he smiles. Maybe he's thinking, "Oh, this guy knows soccer." And as he gets up to you, you just wink and give him a <laughs> yeah. Like, "Good to see you, little
2: fellow." The, 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 the locking of the eyes felt like an eternity. Ted, I ain't gonna lie. Well, he's it's got like, beautiful eyes. I couldn't. I didn't know what to do. I was frozen. And then my wife my <laughs> wife noticed the weird look. She's like, what? Why did he look at you like that? I, I, I winked at him. You winked at him? I just want to get a pretzel. I just want to get a pretzel. a pretzel. I just want to get my hot dog and Soft my pretzel. Soft pretzel,
0: not a hard pretzel. Right. <laughs> He's Although, probably thinking, oh, another American chap that wants to shag me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> would have been great if he winked at me back. That would have been. Yeah. That's what I would have loved Or he or just like, ah, oh, he gets it. Yeah.
2: So that was like the big celebrity that we saw. <laughs> You gotta tell Shawnee Mac that story. I will. Beckham is his idol. Oh, really? Oh, you have no idea. Now I have a, I had a moment with Beckham. I you made winked him, at him. I made
0: him feel awkward. Of all the David Beckham stories I've ever heard, I've heard about five interactions. At no point did I ever think one of my friends would just give him a creepy wink. <laughs> I didn't know what else to do. Good for you, Steve.
2: I'd bet you anything he went back to the suite where he saw his woman and she's and he's like you won't believe what just happened to me.
0: I would bet zero money on that because I guarantee you, throughout that whole walk, yeah. at some point he brought up the winking guy <laughs> in that suite. Like, you won't believe what <laughs> happened to me. This tall,
2: tattooed dude just stared at me and winked at me. He probably thinks you're in Fallout yeah. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> These Seahawks fans are weird, man. I just, I've, heard, I've heard about Seattle, but now I got to experience it. He's never coming to a Sounders game because of you. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with all of us at boom. <laughs> other than that dude, I saw a bunch of people that were related to Seahawks. The tickets that we got because they were from a former player were also the tickets within like a couple of sections where all the other players' family were. So, all right. it was kind of cool we saw Russell Wilson's family walk by us, his sister, his brother, and all
0: these other people. But I don't, I don't know if I would recognize them. I would know Earl Thomas Earl Thomas the second, Earl Thomas's dad. Just because right. I met him once uh, at Emerald Queen Casino. I'll tell you how you were able to recognize him. At least one person in the posse of all these families
2: had bedazzled jerseys. All right, there you go. Or they had Mama, whatever you know, like Mama. Like we had a, a all of Thomas's family, all of Earl Thomas's family were a couple of rows in front of us. And and first of all, whoever it is, either his brothers or cousins, look exactly like him, dressed just like him as well. So you're like, yeah. oh, okay, I could tell those guys. And all the like the the family had like their his name and number on there, and then like on, like that gray stripe that's on your on the blue jerseys right by like the above the chest. A lot of them had their family designation, so it said like auntie or uncle. It was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, when I met Earl Thomas's dad, like I knew he was related to somebody just because yeah. like you see people in a lot of cool gear. Yeah, but he was wearing like an official. Super Bowl jacket that like only the players had had on. Right, right. So it's like, where'd you get that warm up?
2: <laughs> yeah, and then you see some players where you're like, I don't know if this person's related to them, but who has, a, you know, why are there 16 people with a Justin Britt jersey? You know what I mean? Yeah, All exactly. together or, or like 10 people wearing House Good jerseys. And I think it was his girlfriend. And if it is, good
0: on him, man. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, we saw Richard I'm Sherman. I'm sure there's a ton of John Ryan. Jerseys now because yeah. of how famous he is and he's throwing T D passes. Yeah, but he had a group of
2: people as well. Um, we saw Richard Sherman's girlfriend with the baby bump. That was kind oh. of cool. That was pretty awesome. So like, keep that baby in, we need him. Keep that baby in. I didn't do that. That would be worse than the that would have been
0: worse than Wicked it, Bex. <laughs> hey! Richard Sherman, keep that baby in. I wish we could see the the weird hand pump you were giving it to, like, keep that baby in. Yes. <laughs>
2: All of Bobby Wagner's family was right next to us, as well as James Carpenter's family. Uh, Wagner's family was cool because his dad never cracked a smile for the whole game. I'm assuming it was his dad. He just had this intense look of pride on his face. Like, just even when the interception happened. Bobby Wagner had that interception. His whole row is going nuts. and I mean, they had a whole row of like 20 people. And I'm like,
0: damn, that's a lot of cash. Well, that's got to be intense, too, for parents, right? You're always proud of your kids, and you're you're always going to be nervous for them no matter how old they are. Yeah. So, like, at the end of the day, it is the Super Bowl, but it's still like... Jesus, there's my son out there on the biggest stage. I hope he plays well and his team performs.
2: And and he did. And at one point it was cool though when he had the interception, Earl Thomas's brother ran up like four rows to go like high five all about Bobby Wagner's family. So it was kind of cool to be a part of that family feel, even though we all didn't right. know anyone. But it was like it added to the uh, excitement of the game. You
0: should have lied, just you said you're related to Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should no, have I should have went like just full bore
2: and been like, yeah, I'm I'm Marshawn's brother. He doesn't talk much about me but I am his brother. Marshawn's brother from a different mother. Let's yes, not talk that's about right. it. Right. I'm about that action too, you know. And I'm thankful. You know. Nice to meet you guys. <laughs> I am also thankful. <laughs> so the energy there, dude, was off the hook. The place was all about the Seahawks. Originally I thought it was like a 90/10 split as far as fans, but over the course of the game there were more you could t- you could hear more and more Patriots fans. So I'm assuming it's probably about like 80% Seahawks fans, the other 20 or so uh, were Patriots fans, but everybody was cool. Patriots fans were not jerks to the Seahawks fans and vice versa. At least I didn't notice anything bad. That's cool. Yeah, it was. I think everybody was excited. And then even when the game ended, it was cool to hear as we're walking out, there was a couple Patriots fans in front of me just being like, I didn't know how loud it got with Seahawks fans. You hear about it. like, But they were so much louder than us. Even yeah. the guys next to us that were Patriots fans, I watched them. Anytime their team was on
0: offense, they had to put their fingers in their ears because it was that loud. And I think sometimes too, because you're at a Super Bowl, you know, like I I just feel like people are going to act a little different. Yeah, you've paid that much money. Like even if you love drinking and it's tradition that you and your buddies kill a whole fifth of whiskey before the game, like Super Bowl, I would think you're going to be like, wow, let's let's get in there and like I don't want to I don't want to you don't want to get too drunk and not remember the damn Super Bowl. You paid all this money to go to or get kicked out. Get out or, yeah, I mean, look, I think it's bad enough getting in a fist fight for a sports team, but especially at a Super Bowl. Yeah, I'd
2: have to say that most people were not there. I didn't see anybody getting, like, S-bombed. You know what I mean? Even the guy in front of me, he had a flask of a fireball, and I appreciate him handing it over to me a few times. Big fan of the show, and he's just like, hey, man, you want a a pull from this fireball? I'm like, absolutely. So that was pretty awesome. Nice. But even he wasn't out of control. He was drunk, but he wasn't, like, forgetful drunk. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And given it's 2015, I don't generally do this, but shout out to security. I'm sure there was some camera saw that they let it go. Yeah, yeah. I know the Carpenter family saw it. I was about to hand it over. I'm
2: like, I didn't look like the type of people that wanted to pull off of the fireball. They had kids with them.
0: <laughs> oh, I love this. Steve, who's, who's not really that guy at all, winking at Bex, ripping fireball in the stands. And players' families are like, look, this guy's crazy. <laughs> it's a Super Bowl, man. It's a Super Bowl. You got to do what you got to do. There's no
2: rules. <laughs> All right, we still haven't even gotten any of this stuff yet. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm sure we'll talk more next break about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think people know what goes on the game, but I just, yeah. for somebody that's never been to one. Dude. And I mean, look, we could, we could know each other for what, 30, 40 years. Yeah. There's a good chance that the Seahawks at Pats would never be in that game again. Right. We, you would never go again. We would never get to have this conversation. Dude, I'll tell you, you ha-
2: I, maybe next time we got to make, uh, even Sid and I talking, even if they don't go to the Super Bowl again, we're thinking about going to San Francisco and, and, and going to another Super Bowl.
0: And just going. It's an
2: experience that you'll never forget. It's so much fun. And as a football fan like yourself, you should think about it as well. It's an amazing experience. That's it, what I've heard. It's it's everything you hope and it's even more especially when your team's in it. Like I'll tell you like uh, as disappointing as that ending was and I'm still hurting about it and I don't think I'll ever fully get over that loss even if they win the Super Bowl next year. Something about it was such a heartbreaking moment because it was such a great game. You want to be like I was at the greatest Super Bowl game I'll ever see and my team won. How awesome would that be to talk about? But it didn't go that way. I do tell you what though Ted I've always been a a diehard Seahawks fan. I love the team. I'll never stop loving that team. And I didn't think it was possible, but after that and just seeing the way that the team is acting and and, and watching the tweets and all the talk about it and all the adversity now that people are throwing their way, I become even more of a fan of the team. Like It makes me love them even more. I want to see them win more than I ever have wanted to see them win. And I can't wait for next season to start.
0: Yeah. You know what's funny? It's kind of the same thing for me, too. Because, you know, like, obviously I'm a huge Sounders fan, you right. know, uh, I have I have season tickets. But the Seahawks, even just a couple years ago, I remember wearing Washington gear when they were playing uh, in that playoff game there. Yeah. But then last year I got caught up in it, and then this year, I mean, I was really blown away how much I kind of was, how bummed out I was after they lost. And just, I mean, I, you know... I'm I wear Seahawks stuff. I I still feel weird, like being like, ah, oh, I'm a Seahawks, like huge Seahawks fan. But I will say this: I'm such a big Seattle fan, and I love this city. I just, yeah. I felt awful for every Seahawks fan and for the organization, for the city. Yeah, it was
2: oh man. And then watching the parade today, we'll talk a little bit about the parade All right. because I did I, <laughs> I did torture myself by watching some of the highlights of the. Or watching some of the footage of the
0: parade over in Boston. And- I couldn't get over how bad the hangover I had on Monday because without the excitement of winning, I completely like yeah. I just was hung over, and then like Tuesday yesterday morning, I just sat in the shower and was like, "No, no live broadcast tomorrow. No parade. No." Right. Yeah. It was. It was like having Christmas Eve, but then Christmas Day never came. I- <laughs> it's like giving somebody a puppy. <laughs> and cutting it in half. Cutting it in half. The
2: Megacast will be... Oh, and we have got some audio, though, that I promise you will make you forget about the Seahawks. We gotta listen to crazy. For at least two minutes, you will forget everything about the game, and you'll get sucked into the world of a crazy man.
1: These two guys can handle their own. They can handle me, too. Wait. Never mind. The Megacast will be back with D-Texman and Steve.
3: Doesn't mean I have to come deal with it Handle your own when you become a man And become a man when you handle your own And what you can do but I do what I can What can I do if I do till it's gone Oh, Oh till it's gone
4: I'll never be able to write my name while going outside in the snow I won't ever be a real man. I'll never wear compression shorts to show off my physique. I'll never shower with the guys after a pickup basketball game. And I won't ever get married. And for sure, I'll never trim the bushes around the house again, naked, because I accidentally cut off my
1: At Black & Decker, we believe in protecting what matters most, your With new advanced safety guards on every cordless yard trimmer, Together, we can make safe happen.
3: I don't know if you are looking at me or not. You probably smile like that all the time. I don't mean to bother you, but I couldn't just walk by and not say hi. My heart is pounding, but it's just a conversation. No, girl, I'm not a wasted. You don't know me. I don't know you, but I want to. I don't want to steal your freedom I don't want to change your mind I don't have to make you love me I just want to
1: take your time Ooh. You shouldn't have to make anyone love you Creep, the megacast is back
0: <laughs> Preach on, Grace Yeah, Grace is on fire, man only totally wants to get a hold
2: of you and I. A yeah. devil's threesome with Grace does not sound like a good idea.
0: Not to you. I'm fine with it. I mean, I, I mean, I know it's not going to happen. So you're winking at Bex, but you're against a devil's threesome.
2: Things are getting weird, Ted. What if it's I Grace? Blaze. Hang on. What if it's Grace? You and Bex. Oh man, Did I get to wink at him the whole time.
0: I would, I would just keep eye contact with him the entire time. <laughs> Damn Seahawks!
2: They've made things weird for me, man. I'm so confused by these feelings. That song is. My wife today said, "Hey, I got this awesome new song I heard. Listen to it, and it's that song. It's Sam Cook, some country artist. I'm sure it's being played on the Wolf. It's probably one of the biggest songs out there right now because it's like this country weird rap song.
0: I thought Sam Cook was an old uh, black
2: uh, blues singer. I think it's Sam Cook. Sam Hunt. Sorry." <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with his brother, Michael. No, sorry, that's bad.
3: I don't even
0: know what time we're talking. We're talking about this creepy psycho song by this guy. Oh, saying, yeah, 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 Right, I walked. But what do he say? I walked by you. I don't know if you looked at me. Right, he said. I don't know if you looked at me. It's basically like I don't know if you even noticed me. Right. I ain't that drunk. Don't worry. I'm not gonna make you love me. Like. Right. What is he going to do to this poor woman? And like the whole song, he's like, I'm,
2: I'm not asking to go home with you on the first night. It's like, ah, you sound a little needy, Sam Hunt. Sounds real needy. Yeah. Plus, but the sad sh- part is this needy sounding song is probably going to get him laid like none other. Ah, I, You know, I'm sure it will. Yeah, every woman's going to be like, I wish only a guy would think of me this way. But there are guys that think of them that way, and they think they're weirdos. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like all these stories, like any like romantic comedy. It's like, I wish there was somebody like that in my life. I wish there was a Lloyd Dobler in my life from Say Anything. It's like, no, you don't. If there was a guy outside of your house with a boombox playing a Peter, Peter Gabriel song,
0: you'd call the cops. Yeah. Now, if it was Lloyd Christmas, I'd be fine with it. (laughs) Uh, Right. Look, we always joke around in the men's room, right? It's like, it's only sexual harassment if the person doesn't like your advances. Right. Generally. And then uh, also, it's romantic if she likes you. You're just creepy friend guy if she doesn't. I knew a guy that bought a girl a star. Is you can like, name a star oh after God. somebody? No, he didn't. Yes, but he was in the friend zone. He was never going to get out of there. Oh, I, that's I, worse I... than flowers. Right. And so he bought her a star. She, of course she was completely creeped out by this. Well, and also it's a poor financial decision. Right. You buy your wife a star? That's cool. You can look at it all the time.
2: I, I'd have a hard time finding it, I'm sure. The overcast <laughs> weather in Seattle.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Listen, I mean, look, you're awakened, buddies, with David Beckham. Yeah. She's used to seeing stars. Yeah,
2: she's a little, she's a little weirded out as it is by me. <laughs> so, <laughs> today I, I, I torture myself by watching some of that, uh, that uh big victory parade by, the damn New England Patriots. And I yep. didn't see this during the thing, but you know, there was a lot of stuff. You, I mean. We talked about it even before we started the show. Yeah, it was something one, one of the guys, I think it was, I can't remember who, was hold, it was Edelman that was holding up. Yeah, Julian up. Edelman. He was holding up that, that, that meme that's going around that, you know, because, and I don't give him, I can't hate him on this because it started with Sherman talking trash into the camera where he was doing the 24 to 14 pantomime. See, I don't even,
0: I, I didn't even remember what part of the game that was
2: from, but it that's like, what he was doing. It was about, it was like in, early in the fourth quarter, if All not right. maybe late in the third. Seahawks have the lead. Right, He's they're showing, up 10. He does a two, then four, and I think one, then four. I think that's what he was doing. So people right. thought he was taking a shot at uh, Revis, because Reeves' number is 24. I'm not positive. But well, anyways, I'm like, I can't hate on him for that, because it's just a spoof on something that Sherman did. So it says, like, how many rings does Tom Brady have? And it has the four part of
0: Sherman. And Sherm talks a lot. Yeah, it's L- funny. Like, right, so I I think with Richard Sherman, you do that stuff. Like, even Sherm gets that. I don't think there's a, a ton of harm in that. Julian Edna... Ed- 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 Whatever the hell his last name is, Edelman, he's just too attractive. That's my big issue with him. Did you see the picture
2: that's spreading on the internet of that, that girl?
0: Yeah, yeah, she, that is horrible on her part. I, I'll defend Julian on that one. That, ah, that should not. Right, they they what went a out Move right. It's a problem with this generation, man. They thirsty. Well, if they don't know about it, tell tell, tell the mega family out there what happened. <laughs> so she Snapchats a picture out that says, "I just effed." Like Julian Edelman, like no lie. And it's just him laying there passed out. Now, this was only like a night or two ago. The guy is single and stuff, so it's not as much that. It's just like he's there asleep. Like you got to go home with him. And then I read I read later today uh, that she's like, I feel terrible. <laughs> some of the players even texted me and said how bad it was. So it's like she obviously is in the scene enough. Whoa, so if, she knows players. Right, because if you go, you know, those high-end clubs, you know, yeah. like like we've, we you know, years ago we, we used to run in those clubs once in oh, a yeah. while. We were, high, we were high rollers back in the day, Ted and I. <sighs> hey, man, you got to fake it till you make it, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you would see some of those people in there, and you know those kind of girls, the scene girls we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So. Right. If you're already in that level, like, why would you break that trust and send out that picture? And I get it. You're drunk. She's bragging. But it's yeah. like, there's a huge difference between going to the bar from mimosas the next day and saying you hooked up with the dude and putting it on Snapchat and putting it on blast.
2: I couldn't even imagine how I would feel. I mean, I don't think my wife's ever going to be snapping, hey, I just banged Steve, you know, because that would be kind of weird. But. Like, could you imagine finding out that that happened and then, like, Edelman wakes up the next day and it's all over the internet and he's like, son of a
0: bitch. Plus, it's very poor form. Yeah. Uh, like, two years ago, uh, what's his name? Rory uh, Rory McElroy. Yeah. The golfer. Mm-hmm. He was dating this tennis player. Uh, I forget her name. But either way, she snapped out a picture of him sleeping and uh, tweeted it out and Instagram it and kind of just, just having fun with him. But I read this whole article that was like, This is terrible. Like, she violated a huge amount of trust because he's Mm -hmm. asleep and this and that. And then you fast forward a year, he breaks off the engagement with her. Yeah. So I've read of multiple things. Like, now it just, you shouldn't do it. Now, granted, she's some floozy. He just hooked up with having a fun night, but still, like, that's just terrible. I just
2: don't want to see that become a trend. You know what I mean? And you know what? Flip the, I mean, I'm not all about, hey, let's fight for the men's rights. I'm not like that guy. Like, flip the script. Could you imagine the uproar if it was a dude that did that about a chick while she's asleep, like a celebrity? Yeah. I think it would be a whole different... I mean, we're all laughing about it, but it's it's a pretty messed up thing to do. It's an awful trend to start, and I don't think she's the only one. I've, I've seen it before. I don't remember with what celebrities, but I've seen that before, and I'm like, oh, that's got to be a joke. But this time, I'm like, this is not a joke, man. That's messed up.
0: Yeah. Huh. It's just terrible. Yeah. Plus, I mean, like, I'm sure he snapped a picture with you, Mm -hmm. so it's not like, who? I I don't know. At that point, what are you you trying to accomplish? Your friends are going to believe you. You already have it. Like, Who are you sending that to also? You know what I mean?
2: Like, who in your circle of friends do you need to send that picture to? Right. Your other
0: slut friends, basically. Right. And it's like, look, he, he just won a Super Bowl. You're having fun. Nothing wrong with going out and having sex and stuff, but like... I, I would just hate to be like, you meet a guy that you really like and want to settle down with, and he looks and he finds your picture on the internet as being the whore. Yeah. Between, and th- that's why I use the term whore right there. If you just slept with him, none of us know it's not a big deal. I don't begrudge anyone for banging anybody. Right. And I also don't begrudge anybody
2: for winking at David Beckham.
0: <laughs> right. Now you're just a trashy whore that sent out a picture. <laughs> oh, <gonna> say, now <laughs> you're a
2: trashy whore waiting in a concession you're, line. You're a bit of a winking whore. Okay. I am a little bit. Hey, winky. My- The other thing I saw, (laughs) then I see Gronkowski, and people are giving him a hard time, and I don't really think it's a big deal. I mean, I I would probably be doing the same thing if I'm his age and I just won a Super Bowl. He's crushing beers during the parade. I don't think that's the end of the world. I know people are, I mean, the same people are giving him a hard time about that, then you gotta be like, hey, a little consistency if you're a Seahawks fan all of us thought it was pretty cool Marshawn Lynch grabbing that bottle of fireball from a fan as the the parade was going by last year. So, kind of weird that they also rode a duck during their parade.
0: I said that today. I guess the ducks are like the official vehicle.
2: Apparently. It wasn't up until... Seahawks started that trend.
0: Look, here's the deal with Gronk, too. I tweeted this out yesterday. Like, Get off his back. The guy's 25. Yeah. Not only that, he gets everything done. He backs it up on the field. He legit loves that sport, and he's having fun. I I get it. Right. I get it. It's easy to kind of look at him on the outside and go, I hate that guy. But if you watch shows on him and stuff, he's just having fun, and he's 25. Yeah. A lot of the stuff I did when I was 25, I don't even want to think about. (laughs) Like working out on the edge of a uh, a balcony? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was when me and Steve first started hanging out. There was a lot of nights he's like, "Man, this guy's a mess." <laughs> yeah, I don't really
2: begrudge the guy. I hate him because he's a patriot, and I w- but I would love him if he was a Seahawk. Oh he, yeah, the guy's a stud out there, and he's having a good time. He might be dumber than a box of rocks. I don't know, but who cares? Right? He's having a good time, and he's and like you said, he's getting his job done. He's a, he's a, a, a he's at the highest level of his position.
0: Right? Somebody on Twitter was like, "Oh yeah, he's going to end up in rehab with jo- his buddy Johnny Manziel." I guess that's all right. It's like. Totally two different cases. Right. One guy is already messing up his career because he can't stop partying. Right. Gronk, the biggest times you see pictures of him is when? After they've been in Super Bowls. Right. After he, like, that was his thing. Like, I don't have to practice tomorrow. I'm going a I'm
2: partying with the owner doing dance moves with him. <laughs> yeah. The guy who I have the biggest issue with is a guy that wasn't even a Patriot for the entire season. He uh, was an outcast from, I think, the Steelers because just couldn't get it done over there. He's Steelers, t- correct. Yeah, just a mess. Garrett Blunt, during the parade, there's pictures everywhere. These pictures are legit. They're not Photoshopped. I, I hope that they were Photoshopped when I first saw it. I'm like... Are you serious? No one would be that dumb to do this. But he's holding a T-shirt while he's on like one of the docks or whatever he's on at the time during the parade. With his tongue sticking out, holding a shirt that says "Bitch Mode" in the Seahawk colors with the number twenty-four in the O, taking a shot at Marshawn Lynch.
0: Yeah. What did Marshawn do? LaDarius Blunt is a scumbag. All right, LaDarius <laughs> Blunt. Don't is, hold back, Ted. He's that guy you see in the club, right? LaDarius Blunt would beat my ass every day of the week. Why? Because I'm shorter than he is, and he knows he can. Uh-huh. He's that kind of guy that would would talk S, I think, and try to fight anybody that he knows he can beat. But I just, that shirt is just ridiculous. Like, that's what I'm saying. Richard Sherman talks a lot of S. Like, it's okay. Like, I think even Richard Sherman would defend them having some fun with him. But it's like, sure. Marshawn Lynch doesn't talk to anybody seems like most NFL players kind of respect the fact he's kind of helping them out, but to call him bitch mode. And then I saw on his Twitter today, he's like, about the shirt, everybody knows I have 100% respect for him and this and that. It's like, no, you don't. Every man knows. Mm -hmm. When you call another man a bitch,
2: you're looking to start something. You're rocking a shirt that says bitch mode in Seahawks colors. I'm telling you, man, I would would pay, I don't have a lot of money anymore because of the Super Bowl, but whatever (laughs) money I have left, I'd pay great money for Super Bowl 50 to be a rematch. Patriots versus Seahawks. How insane would that be? You don't think all this stuff will be hanging up in a locker room? And I'm not one that's usually all about, hey, locker room material. But this, that's genuine locker
0: room material. You yeah, think- and the LeGarrette Blunt story, like, I know the whole thing. I know what that kid at Boise State said to him. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll put a, forget that whole story. Right, right There was a right. racist, like, I am not even talk about that when I say he's a scumbag. I'm just saying, look at his track record. Yeah. Like, the guy's an idiot. He's a moron. And, and he went out and got that shirt made. Right, or maybe someone gave it to him, but he still held it.
2: And I don't I don't think that was a... And also, you were a non-factor in this game. You did so poorly that they had to put in the backup. Like, you were, you were non-existent. I think you had, like, at the end of the day, like, maybe 40 yards total. And he was not... I mean, everyone was all worried about him. That was not the issue. The issue, of course, was Tom Brady just working his magic. But, like, of all people to be like, yeah, look at me. It's like, you didn't do anything to deserve to take a shot at Marshawn, who was having an MVP game... And would have probably been the MVP if that ball was handed to him in the final twenty seconds.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. like Garrett Blunt to me is just everybody knows that guy. You played sports with him at some time in your career. He's got all the stats. He practices awesome. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't produce a ton in the game, and he's a headache in the locker room. And I wouldn't be shocked if he's not on the team next year anyway. Oh, I can you know Like I mean? all right, I, I'm with you. We're going to get rid of him in a second.
2: We promised you a couple of minutes of audio that I promise oh, you yeah, yeah, will yeah. make you forget about the Seahawks and the, the, the tragic ending that was Super <laughs> Bowl 49. So, Ted, I don't know if you've heard this story. Uh, we Everybody's been talking about Randy Quaid for quite some time now because of the fact Cousin that. Cousin Eddie? Yeah, Cousin Eddie. Crapper's full. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good edit. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh,
2: <clears throat> he seems like he's just been losing his mind over a while, and, and uh, him and his wife, Evie. Took this level of craziness to a whole new level. I mean, it's yeah. it's. I don't even know how to describe this. I don't know if you've heard the audio yet.
0: Uh, I've 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 listened to part of it. I do know part of the story is he's kind of stuck in Canada. Yeah, because he has like tickets or something. Either way, he can't get cross back across the border.
2: There's some legal issues that's not letting him back into the country. But he goes down a really weird conspiracy theory road of blaming the movie industry for why he can't come back into the country. And, I mean, you can find the video anywhere, but we have the audio, and I didn't really edit much of it other than the curse words, because All right. I, I really want to take you on a journey of craziness, and, yeah. and at the ending, it's completely over the top nuts. So here, without further ado, are about two minutes of audio, and we might pause it during it, so Ted, just wave your hand if you want me to hit pause. All right. This is audio that I promise you will make you forget about the Seahawks loss for at least a couple of minutes.
5: Hi, I'm Randy Quaid, and this is my wife, Evie. I helped media giants News Corp and Warner Brothers Entertainment earn well over a billion dollars for the film's Independence Day and Christmas vacation. What did I get in return? A Warner Brothers exec, Bruce Berman, stole my house. And News Corp's (laughs) The New York Post continues to smear me to high heaven with a pack of lies. For good measure, Warner Brothers even had my wife and I falsely arrested six times by TMZ.
0: Pause! For the record, like, it starts out, and you're like, I for me, I'm like, all right, conspiracy uh-huh. theory, uh-huh. but he's been arrested six times <laughs> by TMZ. Yeah, I didn't realize that TMZ also can arrest people. I Look, TMZ's a powerful organization. Yes. But I feel 99% confident they cannot arrest
2: you. You're telling me that Harvey Levin is not the commissioner of a police department? Right, he's a lawyer. All right. No, for real. No. That's
0: really
5: how it works. It's not. Um, hashtag... PMC police media corruption
3: Ba-dum! Time
5: out
0: Every and I have been put through <laughs> just for the record I'm in the media and I can assure you there's there's no link between the cops and the media
2: <laughs> What you mean whenever you're in trouble with the law you don't just say hey I'm in the media PMC bitch
0: I'm just telling you, I've been to protests. Nobody knew, like, if there was some conspiracy theory, the cops probably would say something to me other than just move along, protester. (laughs) Sorry. A living hell. A living hell of
5: biblical proportion. Biblical, yes. So, how do we retaliate? What do we do? Got their dog in half. (laughs) Well, I still have a few tricks, too. This is the very same shirt that I wore in ID4 when I saved the world.
2: All right, just to pin a picture, okay, he's showing off the shirt. It's kind of like that. I think it's like a Hawaiian-type shirt that he's wearing. What's ID4? Independence Day. They have four of those? I don't remember a fourth one. I don't even remember a second one. I thought it was just one. Maybe we misheard it, but...
0: It's not like he said ID... F- All right, he's talking about Independence Day, so oh, like-
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe because it's the 4th of July?
0: Yeah, maybe that was like code word for it. Yeah, ID4.
2: What if he's part of this conspiracy, Steve? Now, mind you, he's got a big, bushy, like, grayed-out beard... And his wife Evie is in the background, not moving at all, like stoic in like a weird like weird bikini.
0: Like, uh, like I, I, would call it, I
2: would call it almost a tankini. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. All right, so here we go.
5: Another act that Rupert Murdoch still hasn't thanked me for. <laughs> so, Rupert, you want to f- me? I'm going to f- you. Evie, put this on.
2: It's a mask of Rupert Murdoch. Like he, yeah. he printed a, it's not even like a real mask. Because at first I was like, when I read the the blurb before I watched the video, I'm like, how did he find a mask of Rupert Murdoch? I don't imagine that's a popular Halloween costume. Right?
0: I was thinking it was gonna be a mask like a dead president from yeah, like Point Break.
2: Exactly. And It's nothing like that. It's not even like those old school like plastic ones with the string. It's just a piece of paper that was printed where he punched out a couple of eyes and then used like a string to like an elastic string to put around her head.
0: Right, like, if you're, you know, you haven't prepared your child for Halloween, and this is the last moment you gotta put a mask on him, that's what he's done here. We've got string,
2: paper, a printer, and scissors. (laughs) He's gonna laugh at me.
5: Maybe you'll thank me for this.
2: Oh, he just spit in his hand right there. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of creepy. I haven't heard this part. This is where it gets really creepy. Now, mind you, they are not really having sex. All right. But... It's going to sound like that. And Ted, good luck listening to this because of a certain animal making sounds. <laughs>
3: oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: Uh, yeah. uh, uh, together Rupert, yeah, together Rupert, uh, together we'll wipe out
3: police media corruption, yeah Rupert, yeah, I'm back! Oh,
0: Jesus Christ. A lot weirder than winking at a grown famous dude. You're absolutely right.
2: I and and
0: then he dropped the Independence Day line. I'm back at the end. And at no point when I'm upset about something or an organization do I think, "Hmm, I'll have sex with it."
2: That was what I was thinking too. Cause I was like, well, could this be even a conversation? Like, hey, Ted, have you ever been mad at somebody to the point where you'd want to make a mask of them and bang your girl while they wear that mask? And then I thought, that's the dumbest question I ever asked anybody. Never in a million years would I ask my wife. I couldn't even imagine what my wife would say to me if I said, hey, hon, I'm really mad at LaGarrett Blunt for wearing that, for rocking that shirt that said bitch mode. I printed a LaGarrett Blunt face and put some string on it. Would you mind wearing it as I bang you? Is that cool? She'd yeah. be like, you need to take a time out, maybe go hang out with Ted, explain to him what you were about to do, and let him tell you why that's a freaking
0: stupid idea. Yeah, the only mask I would ever put on a girl, ah, I had different animal masks, of course. And That's just normal. You know, but if, she, if it was like a mascot head of me, <laughs> you know, she could wear that. <laughs> it's just like I'm having sex with myself. Now did, he did it doggy style.
2: If you want to have sex with yourself, are you going to flip the head around, or are you going to have to have sex with her in a position where you I would imagine that maybe uh, Steve,
0: th- it's my f- mascot head, of course, face-to-face,
2: mm-hmm. eye contact, romantic. Are we talking missionary? Are we talking Yeah, we'll keep it Catholic.
0: <laughs> All right. We got to get out
2: of here. <laughs> All right.
1: Sorry. <laughs>
0: I should have said Religious. <laughs> I told you a couple of minutes where we were not thinking about the Seattle Seahawks. You're 100% right, especially yeah. with that. Po- and you know what? That's the sad thing is the poor dog in the background. Yeah. I didn't know that dog was there. That is, I feel bad
2: for that dog. The whole time you see the dog's head in the background. I, I suggest everybody go find the video. It's out there. The dog's just looking up at them, and he even is thinking, this is a little too much, guys. This is a little too much. Right. Like, you are the
0: crazy people that
2: own me is creeping me out. How do they not realize that they're both insane by doing that? Uh, birds of a
0: feather flock together, dog. Clearly. <laughs> right?
2: right. We're going to get out of here. We'd like to thank everybody for listening to the Mega Cast. Please tweet us. Whatever you're thinking. It doesn't even have to have, have anything to do with the show. If you have a question for us, you have a problem in your life, keep it down to 140 characters. That's all we ask. That's why we do the Twitter.
0: You got a problem in your life? Keep it to 140 That's characters. Right.
2: And then we'll solve it. <laughs> At the Megacast on Twitter. Ted, as always, it's been a fun time. Let's go get some dinner. But first, let's burn a few calories by getting 12 for everybody. One last time for the Seahawks. Yeah, man. Awesome season. I know the Seahawks are big fans of the Megacast.
0: We got to make room for these fish tacos.
2: Damn straight. I like the way you're thinking. Yeah, man. All right. So everyone out there listening, let's get 12.
3: Untouchable Ready? Empire. <laughs> let's do it. All right. Rich young, did you hear me? Here we go. Yeah. I swerve in my Porsche, I cruise in my Chevy up, deep is my voice, my Cuban Link 7, I just bought out the bar. got deep, so thirst, entertainment for women, my drive for a burst, I'm hustling globally, I stunt like a champ, all these Boy Scout soldiers. You ain't you can these can't hold me back. He haters can't hold me back. The game Can't hold me back. He haters can't hold me back. haters <laughs> can't hold me back. <laughs> <Stanley> <laughs> can't hold me back. He haters <laughs> can't hold me back. Back Can't hold me back. me back. Rupert Murdoch. Can't hold me back. me back. me back. winkin' at you. Oh man. It's a weird one. It was. Yeah. All right.